everybody. This is Joan and Callie from Q and Abe, a podcast by President Lincoln's Cottage. Our journey working to answer the questions for the show sometimes lead to dialogue, conversations, and side pockets that don't fit directly within the main episode, but are just too fascinating not to share. This bonus episode accompanies episode 2.3, What's the Difference Between Liberty and Freedom? So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, that might be a good place to start. Partway through our conversation with Didier, he had a question for us that resulted in a fascinating exchange. Yeah, we had we had a discussion about to what extent do you think that it would be possible to change the constitution, like for example about the uh, the right to keep and bear arms. Mm-hmm. How like do you think it will uh, ever be possible? Not at the moment. I don't know about ever. I think the current approach is to try and tell people what kind of arms they are allowed to bear without mm-hmm. telling them they are not allowed to bear arms at all. Okay. Because that's like we uh, we were like when we uh, when I got the uh, the question and we started like looking into it, we had the the discussion and people uh, of often they are like students, French students, they ask me about that question. Mm. Oh, and I when tell, are the I, Americans going to do something about this? If uh, like to uh, if if it's possible, because in France it's really 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 difficult to touch the uh, the constitution. If you want to modify mm-hmm. like even the uh, like the 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 slightest detail, it's hard. It takes years and years and years, and it's uh, that's why more and more politicians they are asking for a sixth republic because by switching to uh, ah, to s- sort of redo republic, the whole constitution uh exactly C- keep keep what you want but since you are creating a new one that would be easier to get rid of the uh, like the the parts that you are you don't really agree on yeah i would say we have a pretty good process mm-hmm. for changing the constitution in the us i think that particular change is pretty unlikely at the moment. Okay, I like. Do do you think it's the the same for the uh, the the Bill of Rights, like the the first ten amendments? Whether anybody would change the Bill of Rights? Yes, because it seems kind of like something like I don't like to use the word sacred, but uh, it's it seems untouchable, like set Ye- in stone. Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting question because one of the things that I know about the modern fight to end slavery in the United States, it's much easier, my understanding is that it's much easier to change legal code in the 13th Amendment mm-hmm. or to to sort of like tack on to existing legal codes in the 13th Amendment than it is to change the Constitution or to introduce new laws so okay. I think the answer is yes, it's a little bit easier to modify amendments, but I think what that requires is political will yeah. to do so. Yeah. And I think what we that's what we're lacking. Okay. But I would say also like anything that is added to the constitution as an amendment, it's always an amendment. They never they don't delete anything. Okay. So you can add an amendment 
like we had prohibition in the U.S. where they added a constitutional amendment that you could not drink alcohol. And then about a decade of chaos ensued. <laughs> and then they added another amendment that were like, that was like actually undo. But they didn't delete the, the prohibition amendment. It's just another amendment under it that says we changed our minds. Okay. And do, do you have any like special, uh, I don't know, uh, organization to watch over this? Because in France, you have uh, what we call the Conseil Constitutionnel. So whatever decision is about to be uh, made or like uh, for all the new laws and so on, they examine everything to see if it's uh, in accordance, like uh, if it's feasible yeah. within the constitution. I think in the U.S. that's kind of split up between the Supreme Court, whose job it is to decide what the constitution means, and the Congress, whose job it is to add amendments to the constitution if they want. Uh, okay, because here it's a totally independent organization. Mm. Yes. So yeah, no. it's neither neither justice nor uh government. They they don't have a say in what is constitutional and what is not. Only How do uh, they get their jobs? Oh, they are like uh so there are like nine of them. Nine uh, are designated by the uh, the president of the republic, one by the president of the national assembly and uh, no, three by the president of the republic, three by the president of the national assembly, and three by the president of the senate. Huh. Yeah. So I would say the closest analog we have is the supreme court. Yeah, those are lifetime appointments. Mm-hmm. And if you are a former uh, president, you are automatically entitled to uh, to sit in this council, but. Some of them, they they just don't they just don't uh, accept the job. Wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> man, I, there are so many things that we could say about that, and and sort of what that might look like here in the United States. I mean, we don't like to let our presidents do much of anything no. after they've been president. <laughs> We have a few former presidents who, you know, were were still quite young when they left office and have been very limited, though I think the sort of guardrails have, have maybe fallen off a little bit based on necessity lately. Mm-hmm. Placed around, you know, what they, what they, the norms of what they, you know, maybe would have done or said in the past. But it's really interesting because it's a really important principle for Americans that there is a transfer of power. That the president, once the president is done being president, they are not part of the government anymore. Okay, but here, uh, here it's kind of like uh, it's kind of the same. And usually, uh, they stop doing uh, like any politics, and uh, some of them go back to their former job. Mm-hmm. For example, like our current president used to be a banker, so I don't know what he is going to do. But if he uh, if he leaves the office in 2022, he will be I don't know 43. 44 years old. <laughs> Thank you so much, Didier. It's really been enjoyable to talk with you, and we appreciate your insight from uh, the this other perspective that we don't have at all. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so, so much. Thank, thank, I thank you. It was a real pleasure to, uh, 
to discuss like such interesting uh, ideas with you. Thanks for tuning in for this additional conversation. We'll see you in a week with our next full episode. This episode was produced by me, Joan Cummins, and Callie Hawkins. Music for Q&Abe was written, performed, and is copyrighted by Clancy Newman. Q&Abe is possible thanks to generous supporters of President Lincoln's Cottage. To find out how you can support this podcast and other programming, visit www.lincolncottage.org. You can also write to us at podcast at lincolncottage.org. President Lincoln's Cottage is a home for brave ideas. Stay curious.